0: B98.5's Tad, Drex, and Caro podcast. Helping you catch up on what you
1: missed. Uh, Name something Dad did or maybe didn't do that would prevent him from winning the Dad of the Year award.
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah. We... We, we we take a couple swings at the bat. We don't always hit a home run, right? Yeah. I'm sure if you witnessed me at my daughter's softball games this past season, you would have seen a couple of those incidents. Some flashes oh. of,
1: uh, yeah, if the, uh, if the committee deciding father of the year yeah, went yeah. to one of those softball games. I was actually uh, thinking about this yesterday, trying to narrow it down. And I was curious what my eight-year-old son would say. What I thought he would say was uh, the thing that would keep me from doubt of the year was, uh, I was playing Donkey Kong on the Nintendo Switch, Yeah, and they have these little tiny controllers that just can flip through the air so quickly, so I lost like this round of Donkey Kong. I was trying real hard, and out of frustration, half just like I give up, I just flung the controller. Into the air. Oh, no. And it landed smack dab on his head. Oh, ah. no. And my wife flashes me that look. You know that yeah, look. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, uh, you maliciously meant to do
2: that. Right. You're trying
1: to murder your own family by
2: <laughs> clunking them in the head with a Nintendo controller. Can I ask, uh, Ted, your wife, Jessica, was she like, she flashed you that look, but then she's like, well, obviously you're frustrated, made, made a mistake. Or was it like... How dare you, right. Sam? Get over here! I'll comfort you from this monster.
1: Exactly, yeah. and it's like
2: um,
1: she's also like I've got. Not, I'm holding a, the other controller in my hand, like I'm playing video games. It wasn't like I was doing anything productive to begin with. Right? She's just, like, <laughs> she's just bad. But that was not a match with Sam. I he's in New England right now with my wife, and I said, could you record Sam? Ask him what would prevent me from winning Father of the Year? Yeah. Here's his answer.
3: Do you remember that time he ate your Chick-fil-A sandwich?
4: He didn't read the rest of his text messages and oh.
1: I do remember that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what happened you see was, my wife sent me a text, she said, Sam didn't finish his Chick-fil-A sandwich. And I read that and I ran down to the fridge. Right, and right. And I oh, ate the whole gosh. thing. Oh my they, gosh. They were outside. They come back in, my wife's like, where's, where's the Sam's chicken sandwich? sandwich? Yeah.
2: I was like, you sent a text that he didn't yeah. finish it in my <laughs> belly.
1: And she goes, read the next part of the text. And it said, <gasps> I'm saving it. He's going to have it as a snack <laughs> oh, or later. No. So he comes home. And I mean, it, it's a Chick-fil-A sandwich. So it was a big deal.
2: It was a big deal. I mean, food in the uh, at home in the refrigerator needs to be treated like it is at work. At the office. Yeah, the if it's not yours, just, don't touch exactly. it. Exactly. Well, but back in that clip, it sounded like Jessica walked him into that.
1: She, yeah, he couldn't think of anything. She reminded oh, him, course. but here's yeah. his, the rest of his reaction to this. Once she reminded him of this story.
4: And dad, remember, never do it again. That was my chicken sandwich. It was the chicken sandwich of the year.
3: Do you think that disqualifies him from being father of the year? Or do you think he's made it up in other ways?
4: Oh, all he does is find excuses. That's a disqualifier. Oh. All he does is find excuses.
2: You need to uh, get take this kid out of like drama classes and drama camp. He's he's getting way too good.
5: He's too good. Yeah. He needs stay. to have a
2: blessed day at Chick-fil-A. He should go over there
1: and start working there and buy his own sandwiches. Yeah. By the way, who filled the bill for that sandwich? Right. Yeah. I ate my own sandwich. Name something dad did or maybe didn't do that would prevent him from winning dad of the year.
5: So Ryan's only been a dad for eight months now. So he yeah. hasn't really committed anything super terrible quite mm. yet. It'll happen. <laughs> It'll happen. It's just not yes. yet. So I asked my mom and my dad. So they did not have a match. Here's what my mom said.
4: Hands down, it was the pool incident when you were probably seven or eight months old. He insisted on taking you into the water, into the deep end, walking out from the shallow end. And I kept telling him, don't go into the deep water. There's no reason to take her into the deep water. But he went anyway, lost his footing, and you went down he let go of you and you went down. I dove in the water, got you out of the water, left him to fend for himself.
5: <laughs> and how many times was dad allowed to take us to the pool after that? Never, 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 never.
2: I love it. <laughs> well, well I, I wonder if that actually helped your scenario, Kara, because you you were a water baby. Now you love the water. You, that's you're true. You're self-proclaimed mermaid. mermaid. That's true. Yeah. I am a mermaid. How old were you when this happened? She said eight months. Yeah, oh, eight months. So you have as no... old as
5: Riker is now, just getting dumped in the pool.
1: This is a we. You didn't even need to do that. My daughter, we were at the pool mm-hmm. for like the first time, and I mean, we were standing right next to her. She just sat down in the water. Like we watched her learn about underwater versus out of the water. Oh jeez, and she just kind of shook it off. It was not she didn't, traumatizing. She didn't freak all. out. Oh no, wow, very different than my son. Like yes. my daughter is like. Uh, just a boss lady. <laughs> kind of a walking middle finger. Yeah, she's in charge. <laughs> so we're talking about, uh, if you want to join the conversation, 404 What would prevent dad from winning Father of the Year, Alyssa in Marietta?
3: So when I was growing up, we lived about 20 minutes away from school, and my dad would pick me and my two brothers up at school and drive us all the way home on his motorcycle. Uh, wait a
1: second. That's four people on a motorcycle? How do you get four? Was there a sidecar? I, I wish. No, I <sighs> was in front because I was the
3: girl and the smallest. And my poor brothers, they just had to hold on for dear <laughs> life. Oh,
2: geez. Wow. That's crazy. Did you
3: at least have helmets or something? Oh, no. This was
1: the 90s, Nona. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> which, Kara, you also talked to your father,
5: Johnny. I did talk to my daddy.
1: And I've listened to what he had to say. It is like the most, if you're a child or the, of the 70s or 80s, maybe even early 90s, every kid did what Johnny did. Oh, you For, think? Yes. We'll hear his story, and he's always a treat. That's coming up <laughs> next. Wendy in Dunwoody.
3: My dad used to drop me and my best friend off at Six Flags when um, I think the youngest I remember I think I was ten. Ten um, years old? Ten years old, me and my best friend drop us off at the gate with our money. We go in, spend the whole day at Six Flags by ourselves, no adult supervision. And he'd say, All right, I'll be here to pick you up. Be at the 10 o'clock. <laughs> you better be there waiting. <laughs> when my daughter was eleven, I wouldn't let her out of my sight, let alone <laughs> drop her off at a theme park all by
1: Oh, yeah. This is what I'm saying, Like (laughs) The 70s, 80s, even the 90s, like the things that our dads would do or let Mm -hmm. us get away with. I
2: remember my dad came and visited us when Avery was first born. She was maybe three months old, and we left and came back, and he's feeding her a muffin. I'm like, she's three, Dad. Well, I I don't know, because he wasn't involved growing up. He didn't know the three months old can't eat banana muffins. Oh, (laughs)
5: jeez.
2: It's
1: so crazy too. Like the second child eats so much garbage. Like, <laughs> like I remember when my uh, my oldest is eight was uh, was like a little baby. It'd be like sprinkling probiotics on his avocado oh, and kale sandwich. Sure. And now Sophie's like popping French fries. Like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> You're saying literally eating out of the garbage can. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, Kara, we got to hear about your father. You want to hear from Johnny. my daddy? So you asked your dad, what's the one thing that would prevent him from winning father of the year?
4: And he actually had multiple things, but this one was Ah, probably took the cake. Epic story. My nephew was getting married in West Tennessee. I had just gotten a new 1984 Corvette. If you know those cars, it was the first vet that had a hatchback. I had my wife in the front seat. I had all of our luggage, Uh, Kara, her brother, John my golf clubs, all stuck in the back of the hatch area of this Corvette. And every time that we came up on a cop or anything, they had this blind that would pull back over so you couldn't see what was in the back. Oh, my God. And we had to pull it back. But they rode, uh, well, over 800 miles that weekend, (gasps) stepped in the back end of a a new Corvette. And that wasn't a very smart thing to do (laughs) either. Shall we mention the stinky cigarettes? Oh, well. Well, we always waited in those (laughs) days. We waited until y'all got to sleep, and then we fired one up. You know, it was a long drive, but, uh... I always thought you were trying to put us to sleep. (laughs) Well, if it's whatever, it (laughs) works.
6: Oh,
1: my gosh. What? I know. So
5: many things wrong with this. My dad used to
1: (laughs) smoke so many cigarettes. In the car, with the windows rolled up. Mm. In the winter. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. That's what your father's talking about there.
5: Uh kind of, but it was more of the wacky tobacco that oh, they were smoking. <laughs> Did you have
2: seatbelts on? No, oh, there's, it's a belts? hatchback. Are you
5: kidding? What in the world? It was just like the, the trunk of the car, basically, with a glass dome above us.
1: That was standard practice. Dan. Luggage, you're golf young, clubs, you're... two children. Have you ever ridden in a car even without a seatbelt or your entire no, lifetime seatbelts? Oh, always. Yeah. Well, we were babies. They used to put <laughs> us in a bassinet in the back seat or pass us around the car while they're smoking cigarettes.
2: I think, de uh, defects, facts <laughs> can they go back in time? Like, is there a oh, statute the stack, of living, no, yeah. know, That's the, that's the 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 whole reason for the statute of limitations is to protect
1: our parents from their (laughs) bad decisions.
0: We keep up with what's happening so we can tell you about the stuff that matters. Tad, Drugs and Kara's Info to Go is on B98.5. It's
1: 825. We're protected by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Got some storms possible this afternoon. Only a 40% chance with a high of 85. 66 now. In Midtown, what's going on, Kara? I'll tell you what,
5: almost half of all couples are fighting about in just a second, but it is the end of an era. Last night, Pat Sajak took to Twitter to announce that after the 41st season of Wheel of Fortune wraps up, he is officially retiring in 2024. Now, he began hosting that show back in 1981, and much like Alex Trebek, he knows very well how important the show has become to his viewers.
6: I'm not a young man, and I've still been doing it for over half my life. I now appreciate more than ever what this show means. People identify this show with raising families, with watching it with their grandmother. People come up to me almost every day and say, you know, I just lost my grandmother, and that my fondest memory was sitting with her and watching your show, or Aww. my kids learned the alphabet from your show. That
1: must be a great gig, hosting a game show, because look, Alex Trebek, his whole life, um, mm-hmm. Pat Sajak Bob Barker mm-hmm. was like a hundred and three years old mm-hmm. when he retired
5: and Pat's actually done more shows He's actually the longest-running game show host over Bob Barker
2: the thing I just don't understand and we've seen it like even around here at our radio station There's people that have been here for 7,000 years mm-hmm. like at a certain age. Haven't you done it all? Aren't you ready to be done? I don't. I guess I don't but then understand. There's other
1: people that love the work. Exactly. We don't have what? Our, We don't have golf to do every day. <laughs> don't we you want other... to like
2: hang out? This is a pretty good gift. Yeah. I, but but any anything. There are people that can absolutely fully retire and be done. But then they continue to work. Why? Well, because they like want to. They the want love. to keep their no. brain
5: working. They want to keep their mind going. They enjoy they, you
1: know. it. Uh, it. I always say to kids that are graduating from high school because I'm often asked. <laughs> <laughs> for, (laughs) (laughs) Find something that you love doing Mm -hmm. and figure out a way to make money doing it. And you never work a day in your life.
2: Amen. And then stop doing it as soon as you can. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, couples
5: argue about a lot of dumb things. What to eat for dinner being a usual topic. But almost half of couples are currently fighting over the thermostat. 17%
0: 17% oh, have
5: even gone so far as to lock their significant other out of the settings completely. Yeah. <sighs> so what is the ideal? 68 degrees and below for nighttime. What? No. And somewhere between 68 and 72 during the day. Uh, in That's the summer?
2: Freezing. That's... There are people that sleep at 68 degrees. First of all... Like what do you what do you, do you own a, a Fortune 500 company? Are they oh, trying to cryogenically God. freeze themselves? <laughs> what do you set the thermostat at at night, Ted? Uh, set the thermostat. My family's
1: out of town right now. The thermostat is off. We have fans. Yes. It's fine. Think of the savings, Six you monster.
0: She's in the know about everything happening in
1: pop culture.
0: Can you beat her? What? It's
1: Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Jensen in Swanee, good morning.
3: Good morning.
1: Love your name. Thank you. Is that Eskimo?
6: No, it doesn't have a meaning.
1: Well, it means an awful lot to me. It means a woman from Swanee. Will you please (laughs) kick our pop culture princess out of the studio?
5: Goodbye, girl. See you, Jensen. Good luck.
1: Thank you. All right. Kara's leaving the studio for a couple of minutes while we ask these five trivia questions. We'll bring Kara in, ask her the same questions. Answer more right than Kara. You win $100 of her money. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question one Pat Sajak announced next season, A Wheel of Fortune will be his last. Who's Pat's co host on that show? Very good. Number two, a producer for OutKast says the two men that make up the group will never produce another album together. Their names? I
6: have no idea. Number
1: three, Johnny Depp donated part of his $14 million settlement to a Native American charity. Last year, who did Johnny countersue and win? Number four, Daniel Radcliffe revealed when he was still a child, his parents lost a million dollars of his money on a bad investment. What house did his character Harry Potter belong to?
6: Hogwarts.
1: And number five, a new survey says 50% of couples argue about the thermostat. What company bought Nest back in 2014?
2: Bringing Kara back in. How did we do? All right, Jensen and Swanee did okay this morning. We had tough questions. We'll see what happens. Kara making
1: her way back in, ready for the same questions. Yes. Number one, who is Pat Sajak's co-host on Wheel of Fortune?
5: Vanna White. That's
1: what Jensen said, one-to-one. Question two,
2: name the two members of Outcast.
5: Andre 3000 and Big Boy.
2: Jensen's going to have to give back her Atlanta card there. She got it wrong. Ah. One to two to, Two to one. Number
1: three, last year, who did Johnny Depp countersue? sue?
2: Uh, Amber Heard, his ex-wife. That's the right answer. Jensen got it right. Three to two. Number four, Harry Potter belongs to what house? He's a Gryffindor. Jensen said Hogwarts. That's the uh, name of the school. Kind of a trick question. All right, it's four to two. Number five, what company bought
1: Nest back in 2014?
2: Amazon? Ted, want to take a guess? Apple? Google? Boy, we, we danced oh, around Google, all that's of right. them. Man. This is a thing. Sheeple,
1: be warned. Google has all of your information. Everything you search for on the computer, they know when you're at your
2: house yeah. and when your lights are on. It's insane. Think about it. That's why they bought Nest, was to figure out when you were home. Yeah. Uh, all right, final score this morning, 4-2. to two, Jensen and Swanee, smarter than Kara? No. <laughs> Kara, your new record, 1,490 wins, 48 losses.
5: Oh, Sorry, Jensen. That's okay. Thank
2: you. The only missing
1: piece of the puzzle is what does Google do with that information? Do they send the Jehovah's Witnesses over?
2: Yeah, they, so that's it's AI. They're linked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying.
1: All right, we play every weekday morning, 635 and 735. Thank you so much, Jensen. Thank you. Had so much fun. It's hard to ask for forgiveness.
2: Is it too
0: late now to say sorry? So, Tad, Drex, and Kara are here to help you do it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5.
1: Chelsea, I understand you and your brother just got into a big fight. He's the person you need to ask forgiveness from. Yeah. And this is over what he asked you about being if you're pregnant?
3: Yeah, but he's not the only one. Like, listen, my husband and I, we've been married six years, and we want to have kids eventually, but, like, on our timeline. Right. And it's I'm not ready. But everyone keeps pushing and asking me, and everyone feels comfortable pestering me about when we're having a baby every time I see them. I've been there, too. I mean, it gets really annoying after a while. (laughs) So because of that, I started carrying around a pregnancy jar, which is kind of like a swear jar. Uh, what? A
2: pregnancy jar?
3: Yeah. So, you know, it's a jar I pull out of my bag whenever anyone asks me about having kids. Oh and you God. have to make a donation. This is a brilliant idea. Oh I love it. Yes. It's like a collection plate for, like, nosy people, you know? Wow.
1: Do you do this everywhere, like at the grocery store?
3: Um... <laughs> You know, at first, no. But at this point, if a cashier, a Kroger, is going to be rude enough to ask me, I am rude enough to hold the jar out. I, I get it, girl. I love it. It hasn't happened yet, but it's mostly people right. that I know. Yeah.
1: Usually yeah. the person who's bagging your groceries could care less whether or not.
3: Right. Exactly.
1: So we're asking forgiveness from your brother, right? And what happened there?
3: Yeah. My brother, Jason, we got into a pretty big fight a few weekends ago. Yeah. I pulled out the jar, and he kind of flew off the handle a little bit.
2: Okay. What did he say?
3: Well, he was like, that's so mature. I'm not going to pay to talk to my sister. How old are you? <laughs> yeah. and how did you take that? Well, you know, it's been years of everyone asking me, and he's my brother, so I'm, I'm most comfortable with him. Right. right. Yeah. Like, guess I kind of took everything out on him, and like things escalated, and I left the barbecue without saying goodbye to him. And, you know, I, I kind of do feel bad about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what has changed? You did this, you said your piece, and now why are you asking yeah. for forgiveness?
3: because my mom called me a few days later and she was like, I was the one acting childish," and she told me all this stuff I didn't know about my brother. Oh, what kind we- of stuff? Well, I guess my brother, Jason, and his wife, Dana, have had fertility issues and mm-hmm. they aren't able to have kids. And which explains why Jason really wants, you know, a nephew or a niece. And I, I don't have any issues. My husband doesn't either. And
1: So while yeah. he's, you think he's asking to give you a hard time, he was really asking because he probably just really wants to legitimately know.
3: Yeah, I had time to reflect and I kind of look back and I I, I feel like it. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> so, so we trying yeah. to patch some things up here, Ted. Yeah.
3: yeah. And I also have a little surprise for him. Oh, hmm. are you pregnant? Oh, careful. Oh, my
5: God.
1: I'm no, not no, no.
3: pregnant. It's actually better than
1: that. Oh. Kara owes some money for the pregnancy. <laughs> oh, i owe you a dollar, girl. <laughs> All right. Sit tight. We're going to get your brother Jason on the phone, and we'll see if we can patch things up, okay?
3: hmm
0: You goofed. And now you need forgiveness. I'm sorry. Tad, Drex, and Kara are going to help you ask for it. Forgive and Forget is on B98.5.
1: When you ask Chelsea when she's going to have kids, she will ask you to donate to her pregnancy jar. Her brother, Jason, asked but refused to pay up. There was a big argument, and since then, Chelsea's learned that maybe the reason her brother lost it is because he and his wife have not been able to have kids. So now she's feeling terrible. Chelsea, uh, sit tight. We're going to talk to your brother, Jason, first. He's not going to know you're on the line. Hello? Hi, morning. Is this Jason?
6: Yeah, this is Jason. This is
1: Tad, Drex, and Kara calling from B98.5. We just wanted to call and see if you were able to get the money together for the uh, for the pregnancy jar. You were supposed to make a donation.
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hear the collection agency or something?
1: <laughs> you don't think the pregnancy jar is a good idea?
6: Oh, uh, with my sister? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's relentless. She, and she's not 16 anymore. Just Stop.
1: Yeah, she's on the phone with us right now. This feature's called Forgive and Forget, and Chelsea wanted our help asking your forgiveness because when she insisted that you pay for the pregnancy jar, she didn't realize that maybe this might be a a little bit of a sensitive topic with you.
6: Oh, yeah. I'm
3: so sorry, Jason. I acted like a total baby.
6: You're not the only one who's sick of hearing about babies. Every time it comes up, I have to see Dana's entire world crumble. You can just see the life leaving her eyes.
1: Oh jeez. Dana's your wife?
6: Yeah. We always wanted kids, but it's just it's just not in the cards.
5: Is there anything that can be done like IVF or
6: Yeah, I mean yeah, there's things we could try. Like that's I get tens of thousands of dollars just to try it, you know. There's no guarantees. That's yeah, tough. you
1: you pay that money. It's not yeah, there's no guarantee, right? there's no promise. And it's not. Like a hundred bucks.
6: It's a big gamble.
5: Yeah. And it's tough on your body too.
6: I mean, we're fine. You know, as long as Chelsea has one. (laughs) Look, my parents would love a grandchild. So so we get them off my back. Right. And I just don't I don't like it coming up all it's the time.
2: It's interesting. We have
1: two TV people
2: the same. Yeah, right. two yeah. People who are both
6: tired of hearing about the babies. I think I'm honest, I think I'm jealous of that jar of yours, because at least you get paid when people ask you. I just have to wallow in pity. Oh, yeah. Is <laughs> you know, she wanted twenty dollars for me? $20? $20? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was like a mm-hmm. buck. Yeah, Chelsea. Too. Good. Good. People breeze.
1: have been dropping 20s, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, Chelsea called because she didn't know what was happening with you and your wife. And now that she knows, she feels terrible for the dust-up, I guess, you had at this barbecue a few the dust weeks. dust-up?
6: No. No, that was a fight. Will you forgive your sister? Yeah.
5: Chelsea, didn't you say you had a surprise
3: Yes, I
6: do. Don't tell me you're pregnant.
3: No, Jason, I talked to mom. She told me some of the things that could be done to help you have a baby, and I want to help you.
2: Help? Aww. You want to help, Chelsea.
3: Listen, I'm, I'm not ready to have my own baby, but I want to help you guys, and I, I want to be your surrogate.
6: What? <gasps> wow. Yeah, but, but, Chelsea, it's nothing to do with her desire. I mean, it costs tons of money.
3: Yeah, and you know how many years I've been keeping my pregnancy jar? No, it's been over four years. So I just made a deposit the other day. There's over ten thousand dollars in there. Ten thousand
6: dollars, <laughs> and, and I can chip
3: in whatever else it takes, we can do this together, and then everyone will stop asking are, us. Are you serious about this, Chelsea? I, yes.
6: I don't know what to say.
3: Just say you'll take the money and do it.
6: Wow. Um, yeah. Okay.
3: Happy Father's Day. On
0: the next Forgive and
1: Forget on B98.5. That's just about the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. Coming up tomorrow, Diana's uh, bachelorette party was a disaster. And she knows it was her fault, but publicly blamed her matron of honor. And now her matron of honor has decided she's not. Coming to the wedding. Oh. Oh. We'll talk to Diana, help her out tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock, forgive and forget.
0: Thanks for listening to the Tad, Drex, and Kara podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates. And hear the show weekday mornings from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts